Good, well I hope you're enjoying it all so far and uh, it's great to, to be with you. I can't see any of you but that's alright, I hope you can see me. I've got a great light shining in my face. So that's uh, Friday I uh, took a, quite a small carol service, there were about uh, 25 people there or less. And I asked them as a kind of a kick up, we can't kick off, we can't really do that here because there's probably too many of us, so I suppose we could try, but we won't. Um, I asked them, what do you like most about Christmas? Uh, so I say we could do pointless, I suppose, uh, no jackpot, you know, see what they, who got the most uh, answers, whether we could do with it. But um, what did they say? Actually, one interesting answer was uh, anticipation. Somebody said, I really love to anticipate Christmas. It's coming up soon and I'm really kind of looking forward to it. Someone else talked about carols, singing carols. Someone else talked about being with the family and there were lots of nods around the room. People giving the right answers about Jesus coming and all that kind of thing because there's quite a few Christians there as well. And uh, But there was one pointless answer actually. Uh, which was a pity because it was the one I was looking for, for the, to get my talk going. Uh, the pointless answer was gifts. Now, nobody said, oh, it's about the presents. Now, I, I could tell you that it was quite an older person's gig, as it were. So perhaps if there'd been children there or there were parents looking forward to giving to ch- children gifts and so on, they would have said, yeah, we, we, we love that. Because giving gifts and receiving gifts is at the very heart of Christmas, isn't it? We give gifts. Uh, I don't know quite why we do it, but it, it is a, a kind of, a, it, it makes us feel special. It kind of it makes us appreciate one another more. And gifts are amazing, aren't they? Especially when they're meaningful. And, and what makes them meaningful? Well, most often, I guess, it's a combination of what they are, what the gift is, but more often, actually, it's about who they're from, isn't it? Yeah, we get a gift and, uh, you know, it could be, uh, I, it was my birthday on Friday and our, our kind of uh, adopted granddaughter uh, put a, a, a something through the, through the letterbox as a birthday, homemade birthday, cheese three. And it was great. It didn't look really very good if you put it up against, you know, perfect art. But it was from her and it was lovely. It was great. So when I came back with sore feet after doing something, you know, at a breakfast club on, on Saturday, it was great to have it because it was from her. Now, gifts uh, feature in the Christmas accounts, don't they? There are these mysterious characters that, that we call the magi or the, the wise men. Chances are they weren't actually kings, despite what we've just sang. But don't worry about that. It's, all, you know, it's not a problem. Uh, we think there are three, but we don't know. And the reason people think that is because they've brought three different gifts, three kinds of gifts. They're called magi, and actually it's a very old word. It's at least uh, around 300 BC, and uh, it seems to be associated in the east, in the Babylonian area, in Iraq, modern-day Iraq, with with Zoroastrianism, people who were kind of looking for God and searching for him in the stars and whatnot. See, we get the word magic from magi. That's kind of where it comes from. So they bring gifts, and then the shepherds, of course, well, they don't bring anything. Um, again, you know, it's great to think of them bringing a, a lamb like the carol says, but there's no sign that they actually did that in the Bible accounts. But they are themselves given something, aren't they? They're given this message from the angels. 
And the angels say, to you is born today a saviour who is Christ the Lord. We had it read to us earlier. And that echoes words from one of the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, who hundreds of years before prophesied in, in very famous words. He says, for unto us a son is born, a child is born, rather, unto us a son is given. Any um, Handel's Messiah um, kind of aficionados here, you know that? Unto us a child is born. Maybe you've got the music going on in your head right now. Sorry about that. But, but that's that promise to us. Because the big thing about Christmas, according to the Bible, is that it's about God's gift of himself to us. It's not really about the birthday, as it were, but it's actually more about the gift. Now, we have been thinking about this all over uh, Christmas, and our teenagers, one of the, uh, one of the groups, in, uh, made a little video that we showed uh, last Sunday in church. So I thought we'd just hear, hear it from them. This is uh, the, uh, a very short message about the, the meaning of Christmas uh, and the gift. And we're going to be having that uh, any moment. Now, they're, they're reading from a script, as you might be able to tell. But it's a script they wrote themselves as part of their, their group activity. So can we, can we get that on, please? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It is important to remember what Christmas is all about. God's gift to us was his only son, Jesus, who sacrificed his life for our sins. When Jesus was born, God came to our world and cleansed it. God also gave us love, life, friends, family, and much more. There is nothing we can give to God which can compare to his gift to us. He has no need for money or any extravagant gifts. The greatest gift we can give him is ourselves. All he asks is that we trust him and follow him. Have a wonderful Christmas and don't forget the best gift is Jesus. Great. I love how in that there's less than a minute and so many different aspects of teenageness you see in that video and it's great to celebrate it all. So thank you to Grit for doing that for us last week. So as they said, there's this astonishing and amazing news that the shepherds were told that God has uh, given us a, a saviour to rescue us. That this one is Christ. Now, Christ is a kind of Jewish technical term. It means the Messiah. See, the Jews were expecting God to bring all his purposes to completion in sending someone who they called the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. And the shepherds were told, he's here now. He's been born in Bethlehem. Down the road, go and have a look. You can see for yourselves. A savior to rescue us. Christ, the Messiah, who will complete God's purposes. And also the Lord, God himself. Coming into our situation. It's an amazing gift. And Jesus in his life and in his teaching and everything he did, everything he said. And in the rest of the New Testament, it's just confirming that truth. Now gifts can make an impact, can't they? As you, can you think of a, a gift that you had that changed your life or, or touched you in some way? Um, I was thinking about this and... Um, a couple of years ago, uh, well, actually more than that, I, I, we kind of have a, a, a way of doing Christmas uh, presents in our family where 
like secret Santa and it's not so secret and people kind of you get one present and it's quite a big present and because we kind of give one big present each that's kind of how we do it that's not important but the thing I'm I'm getting to is that uh, one year my gift well actually I never know what to have so I've got about three years of this saved up uh, which I hadn't kind of used or or whatever and then in desperation I think someone got me bought me uh, a gift experience of, of a trial flying lesson and it was great. Went to uh, Leon Solent and took off. There's, there was a me and the co, uh, the instructor was in the co-pilot seat, and we were, we flew over the Isle of Wight, over around the Needles, back across Ports, uh, Portsmouth, and oh, it's amazing. And you know, if it had been 20 years earlier, or if I had a bit more money, then maybe it would have changed my life. I would have, uh, uh, if I had uh, the chance, it would have been brilliant to, to learn to fly, to be a pilot. It could have been something that completely changed my life. It didn't make that much of an impact, but you see the point. What about these, this gift of, uh, of God to the human race? What kind of impact does it have on people in the Christmas story? And what kind of impact could it have on on me and on you today? We heard about Herod the king. He was the kind of local um, government, really, in Palestine under the Roman rule. He was a puppet king. The Magi, they come and they tell him about this gift of a new king. And his world is ripped apart because he's the king and he doesn't want anyone else on, the, on his patch, in his turf, as it were. And he acts brutally to stop it. Slaughtering children in his attempt to destroy Jesus, just actually as the government did 33 years later when they crucified him. And the impact of this gift of God, of himself, to the whole world, sometimes that impact is to, to show us what we're really like, what we're really capable of, actually what the world can be really like. And hey, after 2016, we we don't need much convincing of how awful things can be. Herod is um, an amateur compared to some of the things that are going on in our world today. And it shows us what we can be like if if we have the power just to, to flow with our own instincts. That's why we need a rescuer. Someone to lead us out of what's gone wrong and back home to God again. And it's uncomfortable when we realize what we can be really like, really like rather. But if we don't realize it, we're never going to get the rescue. We don't know that we need rescuing. So that's a bit dark. It gets a bit brighter from here on. So that was the impact on Herod. What about the impact on those wise men themselves, those magi? See, for them, it makes a tremendous difference. What happens to them? They find what they've been looking for. You see, they knew God was there. They'd known it probably for in their, their movement, their religion. They'd known about God in some sense for hundreds of years. And they'd become aware that God was doing something. They'd seen this star. They were convinced that, that they weren't Jews or they didn't have any kind of background in, in the Jewish religion that then the Christianity kind of came out of. But they knew that God was there and they, they kind of saw the star and they, they looked and they came and they followed the, 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 what, what was happening and they, they discovered that this king was born. And how does it impact them? A great joy. They worship, they wonder, they find what they're looking for. And for us, 
You know, the Bible tells us that we're made to know God. And I guess if we're honest, most of us would admit that there is something that kind of yearns to get home again in us. Deep in our beings, we want to get back to God. And Jesus is the way back. And the wise men, they, they, it makes an impact because they find what they're looking for. And we can too. And the shepherds, well, what about them? Well, they're told that this gift is, is uh, one born for them and it's joyful, it's amazing. They have this uh, a great sense of privilege. They were the lowest of the low in their society. Nobody wanted to hang out with shepherds. They were, they were rough, you know, nobody wanted them. But they'd seen these, these angels and they got this message and they went down to Bethlehem and then they come back and they tell everyone what had happened. Their whole community is amazed. There's a great sense of privilege here. They say, we discovered that it was as we've been told. That phrase comes several times in that passage. And for them, the impact on their lives was that they knew perhaps at last for sure that God could be trusted he told them about it through the angel they'd seen some evidence they believed what he said they went and found out and they discovered it was true and for us we can discover it's true because we can receive that rescue into our lives that gift that God has given he gives us his own life a new start for you and me as a rescued person with a new Lord God with us, we can discover that it, it actually is as we've been told. And we discover that in our experience. Because there are gifts that you just need to experience, don't they? Like the flying lesson I talked about. As it happened, uh, we, it took us, oh, I don't know, it was about a year or more to actually uh, do it. For different reasons, wanted to, but you know, um, uh, another mem- mem- member of the family was going to do it, come with me, and had to re- arrange our schedules. And and it was it, through 2015 was the worst year ever for for weather, and I had to keep phoning up the airfield and and all of that. And it took a long time, but eventually we did it. And that's how it is with Jesus. You see, the sh- the shepherds. They had this amazing experience of hearing a message, but they, they needed to do more. They needed to go and find out for themselves. Just as we had to go and book that, get, get in the plane and take off with the instructor, obviously, and uh, experience it. There's no point having it in the envelope on the mantelpiece if you don't activate it. We did that with uh, Dan was leading the children. They had a little sweet. No point having a sweet in a wrapper. You've got to open it and eat it. Same idea, a gift to be experienced. So the shepherds had to go and see for themselves. The wise men had to start out on their journey and they found the one they were looking for, just like the shepherds did. But they both had to make that move. Even Mary had to say yes to God. And we can do that. We can say yes to God. We can ask him to show us. We can go and see. We can welcome him into our lives. We can say, God, I need a rescuer. I want to find what I'm looking for. Thank you for this gift. You can simply say that to God and trust him as he leads us forward. He answers that kind of prayer. 
just before we have our next carol, I'm going to lead us in a short time of prayer. There are four very short prayers here. And uh, one of these is going to be called a response to God's gift. You can pray along with me in your own heart, if you like, as far as you can. There's a prayer about wanting to find out more, and there's a prayer about receiving God's gift. Feel free to join in or just listen and respect those of us who are praying now. So let's pray. Almighty God, we pray for the world that you love. Lord, we are conscious at this moment that there are parts of your world that are broken. There are areas where people are in great suffering with injustice, oppression, and hatred. We pray tonight for the people of Aleppo, for the people of Mosul, for the people of Yemen and of South Sudan, and for millions of people on the move. Thank you that you came into this world just as it is to rescue us, and we pray that light will shine in the darkness, that peace and justice and wholeness will come to these troubled places, touching the people affected. In Jesus' name, amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for your compassion as we see it in Jesus. And for the many gifts you give us as human beings, the many good things of life, we pray that we may receive and share these gifts with our community in this city. We pray that the presence of your Holy Spirit may empower and enable us as we serve and share the good news. We pray for this city and we pray for those in need. And we pray for the the Christian charities and the secular charities and individuals who help. Lord, may we reflect your compassion as we live as communities, as citizens and as churches in this city of Southampton. For the glory of Jesus we pray. Amen. Now our prayer as we begin to reach out to God. Pray along if you want to in your own heart. God, if you're there, and I'm not sure that you are sometimes, but if you are, I want to know you. I don't want to fool myself. I really want to know you. So as I begin this journey, please make yourself known to me. Amen. And a prayer to receive the gift God offers us. God, I want to receive the gift you offer of eternal life in Jesus. I accept that I need you to rescue me, so I turn away from my sin and ask for forgiveness through what Jesus has done. Come into my life now to save me and fill my life with your presence, to change me as I follow you, Jesus, as my Lord. Amen. Now, if you prayed that, that second to last prayer, it actually, I took it from this book, it's called Try Praying. And if you want to kind of continue on a journey where you don't quite know what's going on, but you'd like to try praying, take, take one of these books. There's a bit to read, something to pray for seven days, and uh, you know, let us know how you get on. If you'd like to find out more, we're running an Alpha course um, in January. Alpha is a great place to linger in good company, uh, in a, you know, with good food, uh, and an opportunity to, to, to ask questions. You, know, you can just come, find out more about the Christian faith from the Bible, uh, and uh, you know, just ask whatever questions you want and just find out 
Uh, it's a great thing. Probably hundreds of thousands of people in this country, probably millions across the world, have used this course and found their lives to be really helped and touched by it. Louise, my colleague, will be in the foyer with uh, cards that look like this. Uh, so if you want to take a card, it says it got questions on it, just take the card or uh, you can sign up for Alpha there and then if you like, that would be good, wouldn't it? It starts uh, the first week of January. Who is it? Sorry? First Thursday of January. I can't see who's there. Sorry. Okay. So do uh, talk to Louise and uh, sign up for that. Let's keep singing carols for our final section. Thank you. If you want to talk and pray with somebody afterwards, well, talk to myself or Peter or uh, one of the choir. Feel free. Thank you.